going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Then they cut it into individual sheets. Then the reeds are harvested and oh, cut. Wait, so they ate it? No, no. They, so this is what it's telling you. Look. They, harvest it mean like they let it dry. Reeds like the big long green um grasses and stuff. They got it from the from the look. from the grass. Mm -hmm. And then they and then they let it dry. And look, then they're woven together. Then they're pounded flat. Then they're cut in the sheets. And then scribe copies text See? onto individual sheets. And that's what you were talking about. And that's so what you remember we was watching, we was reading the Bible earlier, Lily, and it said the scribe, Lily, you listening? The scribes and the Pharisees. Well, the scribes are the ones who who wrote everything down. They were the record keepers. So remember I told you we do like a like a call on Saturdays, real quick. Can you can you just say something? Just introduce yourself. He was dying, so I had to plug it in. Go ahead, go ahead. You can, you can, you can just, just introduce yourself. Tell them what we're doing here today. We Praise the Lord, everybody. We're here in D.C. at the Museum of the Bible and just lifting up and praising God. I'm the pastor of Lilac and uh, Brother Daryl's pastor. Glad to be connected with all of you who may watch this later on. May the grace of God go with you, and we'll see you soon. In Jesus' name. Amen. So for Pastor Jimmy, uh, we, we came out to, to fellowship with their ministry and their church up at his house, and he invited us out to the Bible Museum. Didn't even know it was here in D.C., and uh, I think we, we heard a little bit about it, but we weren't sure if it was, it was here or not, so he invited us out, and it's, it's wonderful. They got history, yes. they got stuff for the children, got a little bit of everything, and um, it's, 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 it's a wonderful, so... You guys um, definitely got to come. It's, in, it's right in D.C. Just look it up. It's called the, the Museum of the Bible, right? Amen. The Bible. Museum of the Bible. Amen. Amen. And they're kicking us out of here. Yes, right they're now. kicking us out. <laughs> God bless y'all. All right, here we go, guys. We just finished, right. we just finished um, a, a mini tour of the Museum of the Bible. We didn't get we didn't get to everything. We didn't get to see everything. We only got to see a fraction. Uh -huh. What did you think about it? Actually, I got it recorded. Right yeah. It was awesome. It was, it was, I will tell you this, especially that ride, it really made you see that this, I mean, you know, because a lot of times it's just, there's skepticism about whether or not the Christian was filmed on the God. No. But um, despite, despite those, there were, there were some who did um, Damn. put the foundation of the country in God. All right. So. And, that and, wasn't, and, and even, despite even, the skepticism. Yes, and even you know. though, even though, um, you know, we don't agree with everything, with the way it might have been done, it, um, it, it definitely um, was eye was eye opener of how much um, that is ingrained in the American culture and the capital itself. You know, which is a great thing. It's a great thing. You know. And so we hope you guys got a little, little, a little snippet of what we got to see. Of course, you know, there's more, way more, way more for us to see. They were, they even had um, original um, tablets, some original tablets and um, some original um, manuscripts uh, from the Bible. And then they, they show a little bit about how, how they used to make the old manuscripts and the, um, 
the papyrus. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that they did it. And that's so wild because they do that in the Native American uh, tradition too. So that's something because we went to a museum and that's where it was at, you know, in the, in the Native American tradition. Yeah, so that was that was pretty nice. It's pretty nice to see that correlation. And it was a, it was a nice blessing from Jesus because we were actually um, doing a Bible study with the children in the car about the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus um, was beginning to to pray about Don't going go through about about going through the, um, the the crucifixion and how he was praying. So um, it was such an emotional prayer, an intense prayer. He was asking the disciples to stay up with him, and so it was in the Garden of Gethsemane. When we walked in there, there was a there was a um, a map of Jerusalem, and we were able to point out where the Garden of Gethsemane was on that map. And so that was a that was a wonderful that was a wonderful treat um, for us all. Amen. Jesus is good. Jesus wind this all up for us. It's our um, one of our older girls, a 13-year-old Lily. Um, this is one of our first Bible studies we got to deal with her and her cousin Adrian. Um, they really got to enjoy that in a way. And of course, um, all the younger children, they got to see some physical, some physical examples of um, those scriptures. And the process of actually writing to the really good trees. So if you guys uh, bear with us just a couple of minutes here, uh, we're going to go ahead and start the sermon. Uh, we're going to hop in the car and uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the sermon from the car. Very briefly.
great phrase in worship. I, I don't know if you guys got to see a little early, if anybody got to see. Um, we were at the, the Bible Museum, and um, I, I shared it. Uh, we got to uh, tour it, and um, our, our, our uh, ministry we connect with often has respect um, Pastor Jimmy from Lilac Ministry. Um, uh, blessed us and um, yeah, season tickets. So he uh, gave us some free tickets to go tour the the, the Bible Museum uh, here in Washington D.C. And we just we just came from, and uh, we've been enjoying a Bible study with children in the car uh, while we're on our way there. And, uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Uh, um, and um, there were things that they went about um, using the garden to get saved. And they actually got to see a physical example of where that's located at uh, the Bible that was in there, in the actual um, And so, uh, you know, I oddly enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, all the girls, uh, my older girl, um, Lena, her cousin, Katie, uh, this is their first time doing in depth Bible study. So it was really great for them to see that for the younger children to really get a, a good example that they could touch and feel that um, allow them to see um, the reality of what they were reading about. Do you have anything you want to share about it too, Ashley? About the music of Yeah, it was like, it was just really start a short prayer jesus you are good jesus you are mighty and wonderful you are worthy of praise jesus thank you for this day we thank you fellow we thank you for our jesus we thank you for what you are doing we thank you for directing us jesus help us jesus to 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 put our attention on you jesus bless us jesus with quietness and stillness jesus while we listen to jesus to your word jesus to the words you have given us jesus to your holy bible jesus you are great and mighty and wonderful. You are helping us. You are helping us to trust you, Jesus, to trust in you, Jesus, to trust in your word and the things that you are giving us, Jesus, this very day. Jesus, continue to carry us on and teach us how to trust you, Jesus. Teach us how to, Jesus, how to how to put you in the forefront, Jesus. Teach us, Jesus, how to how to how to give you all of our all of your uh, all of our attention to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And not put you on the back burner, Jesus. You are blessing our family, Jesus. You are blessing us to spend time together. You are blessing us, Jesus, to have fellowship together. Thank you for, for Lilac Ministry. Thank you for, for Pastor Jimmy and Sister Annie. Thank you for their, their ministry. Thank you for allowing us to connect together, Jesus, with them, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are helping us, Jesus, to, to bring you, are bringing the body together, Jesus. You are helping us, Jesus, to build each other up in a refinement. You are speaking to other people to help us do that, that very thing, Jesus. You are, are helping us, Jesus, and pushing us forward. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray and we say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. And so the, the first scripture that Jesus led us to uh, was Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. And this is um, speaking a little bit about the beginnings of the church of the Ephesians 4, 
1 through 16 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One Lord, one faithful one baptism of one God and Father of all who is above all and through all or in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up to on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? So we know that Jesus um, went down into hell and freed the captives that were there. This is what um, Paul is speaking about. <clears throat> so it says that he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. So when Jesus um, came back to life and resurrected and, and ascended back into heaven, this is what Paul is talking about here as well. And so it says, he, it says he, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. This is the beginning, the forming of the church, okay, and the formation and the and the um, the structure of the church, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And edifying means to build up, okay. Hallelujah! Till so we all come in the unity of the faith that is coming together. That's the body coming together. That's the one accord, okay. This the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is the body fitting together the way it should. Hallelujah. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking him the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Hallelujah. And so uh, Jesus led us to, um, up to Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Ephesians 5, 25 through 20, 27 says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So we are washed in the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that should be holy and without blemish. So it's, it's holy. It's holy and without blemish. Okay. That's what he, that's what he's trying to do. That's what he's, he's, he's doing by bringing us into one accord. And of course, we're being shaken up right now. We're being, um, he's pointing out faults in the body. He's pointing out faults in his individuals. He's pointing out faults in, um, in congregations and ministries. He's pointing out faults because he wants to bring us to that point of not having spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us up to um, Psalm 79, back to Psalm 79, rather. Psalm 79, 3 to 13. And so... We were talking about um, in the last sermon about the story of Joseph, and we were going into the story of Moses of how the Israelites came into Egypt. Okay, and so I want you guys to hear this as well too, because you guys are also a part of this. So I want you guys to really listen to this. 
and not get distracted. Okay, I got we got our children in the back, and we and I, I want them to be a, be a part of this and hear what we're what we're studying about right now because we're about to go into the story of Moses and the Exodus story. Okay, which is significant about some of the things that we were talking about earlier. Okay, and so first we're going to read Psalm seventy nine. Jesus led us to Psalm seventy nine three through thirteen. Okay, it says, "Their blood have they shed like water." Round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to them that are round about us. How long, okay, how long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercy speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O, o God, our, of our salvation, with the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight, by the revenging of the blood of the servants which is shed. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve though thou, thou those that are appointed to die. And render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we, thy people, and sheep of thy pasture, will give thee thanks forever. We will show forever, we will show forth thy praise to all generations. Okay? And so the part that we're focused on is, is in line 11 where it says, Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. So the part that we're focused on is let the let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou those that are appointed to die. So let the sighing of the prisoner. This is what the Israelites were feeling. This is what the Israelites were feeling when they were enslaved in Egypt. They were sighing. They were groaning. They were praying. They were screaming. They were complaining about the slavery that they were suffering from. And so now Jesus led us back to Exodus 1, and we're going to read Exodus 1 again. This is the story of the Exodus. For you guys who don't know the story, this is the story of the Exodus, okay? This is the story of the Exodus. Okay, whoever's doing that. So the first scripture that Jesus led us to is Exodus 1. We're going to read Exodus 1. Okay. And Exodus 1 starts off with the Israelites going through 
this terrible slavery says, now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were sent, where Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. So that means that they grew a lot and the land was filled with them. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, behold, the children, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure city, Pyrrhon and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them service with rigor was with basically work. That was hard work. Rigor means hard work. That's what that's what that means. Okay. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives. Okay, the midwives are people that help women out with um, birthing their children, of which the name of one was Shipra, and the name of the other, Pua. When you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, when you help them have their children and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then, he, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them but save the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, why have you done this thing and, he, and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively, meaning they are strong and are delivered before the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. So, and we, we talked about this before, uh, the, the, uh, the, the women, they, they delivered their children so fast before the... Um, before the midwives could come to them and, and kill the children, take them away. And this is called um, precipitous labor, okay? My wife, Ashley, has precipitous labor. She has her children, had the children in less than 15 minutes, 10 minutes, okay? This is something that we see often, okay? Jesus led us up to Exodus 2, okay? Moses is raised up among the Egyptians. Okay, and so we're starting in line one in Exodus 2, it says, and there went a man, they weren't a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. 
And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and, and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. Or to see what would, what would be done to him, what would happen to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the, the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And, the, and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son, and he called his name Moses, and said, and she said, because I drew him out of water. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burden, and he spied an Egyptian smiting an smiting an Hebrew, hitting an Hebrew, one of his brethren, one of his brothers. That's what brethren mean. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. So he killed the Egyptian. And hid him in the sand. There's nobody there. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove. They fought together. And he said to them that did the wrong, wherefore smitest thy fellow, thou thy fellow? Why did you hit your brother? Why did you hit your friend? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. And now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses, but Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. He, he ran away. Okay, Now Midian, Midian is in Saudi Arabia. And he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and, and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when he, they came to Ruel, their father, he said, how is it that you are come soon today? And they said, an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, and where is he? Why is, why is it that you have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter, and she bare him a son, and he called his name Gershom. For he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed. They sighed. They're the sighing again. They sighed by reason of the bondage. Hallelujah. And they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham with Isaac and with Jacob and God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. So he spent time learning about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now we see the promise unfolding on the children of Israel. They're about to return to their land. He's about to fulfill this promise. He told Abraham they were going to be 
in bondage. They were going to be um, trapped in the land of Egypt. He's seen that. He showed him that. God showed Abraham that. Almost a, a, almost a thousand years before that. So now Jesus led us to Exodus 3. Okay? Moses um, is tending this, the flock, the sheep of Jethro, and that sheep wanders off. And he um, accounts the burning bush. Now it says, Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he, he led the flock to the backside of the desert. This is in Saudi Arabia. And came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked out, he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, here... Uh, the bush was not consumed with fire. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God, to see God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Don't come any closer. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest, where you standest, is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am God, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Okay, again. He's saying here, he's saying, my people, okay? And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold the cry of the children of Israel is coming un unto me. And I have also seen the oppression Wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly, I will be thee with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. But thou hast brought forth the people out of, out of Egypt. You shall serve God upon this mountain. So he's, sta he's standing on Mount Sinai. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, which is in Saudi Arabia. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers have sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my personal name unto all generations. Go and gather the generations, the, the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. 
And I have said, I will bring you up out of the afflictions of Egypt unto the land of Can the Canaanites and the Hittites and the, and the, the Amorites and the Parasites and the Hivites and the Jebusites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to my voice. They shall listen. That's what hearken means, to listen. They will hearken to my voice. And thou shalt come and thou and thy elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt. And you shall say unto him, the Lord God of the Hebrews have met with us. And now let us go. We beseech thee. We beseech thee. Three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I do in the midst thereof, in the middle of you. And then, and after that, he which lets you, lets you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor. And of her that sojourn up in her in her house, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, and you shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and you shall spoil the Egyptians. And so it's interesting because when we read, we go back to Isaiah 11 and some of these other scriptures, we see the same thing that's going to happen in the future. It is another Exodus. Uh, but we see this later on in, in, in this uh, in this particular Exodus, in Exodus um, uh, five and six, we start this. We see this, okay? We see this that the, that they went out. The Israelites went out with a high hand. Actually, we see this more. And I'm sorry, in Exodus um, thirteen. Okay, they came out of Egypt and they came with favor and they came with all the gold and the silver of the Egyptians. And so Jesus led us to look at the beginning of the story of Moses in this Exodus story. And again, you know, what we read in, in, um, in Psalm 79 um, spoke to that um, about that let the sign of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou those that are appointed to die. Okay, and, and Jesus did that. Faithful, he said he heard, he told Moses, he heard their cry, he heard their groaning, he heard the cry of the children of Israel, and he freed them, and he will do the same for us. Hallelujah. We are obedient to him. If we seek him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, he said he will heal the land. He will free us, he will rebuke the curses and rebuke the, the, the devourer if we um, give and tithe and offer to God the way we're supposed to do and do these things and be obedient to him in the holy name of Jesus. Jesus is good. And so does anybody um, anybody have anything you want to share? Do you want to share anything? Okay. And so we'll, um, that was a little brief. It was short. Um, we took a trip out of Maryland to, to uh, fellowship with this, this church, this ministry. Um, and uh, we're having a good time and to connect with our older daughters and See my mom, my dad. My dad is still healing and, and blessed by God. And uh, uh, he's uh, now in uh, rehabilitation. He's home and looking wonderful and beautiful and blessed by, by Jesus. Um, we're still praying for Mr. Herman and, and, and Ms. Rose. We're going to pray for their healing. Jesus, that you touch them, that you bless their, their home, that you bless their interaction, that you bless uh, Mr. Herman as he continues to, to seek healing. 
uh, for his, his, his body and his organs. Jesus, we ask you to touch each and every one of us and help us continue to study your word, that you help us continue to be obedient, that you help our children be obedient, rebuke any disobedience from them, and help them, Jesus, and lead them in the way that they should go. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. We say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. We're going to go ahead and end the sermon here, and we'll see you guys on the next one next Saturday um, at the same time, uh, 4.30 South Dakota time, 5.30 uh, 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 Maryland time, Baltimore, Maryland time. And we'll, we will notify everybody if it's a different time again or the next day again. And we love you all. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, bless Keep the love of Jesus in your heart. Amen.